1: There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com/grandhighlander.
2: You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it any time or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands.
0: Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Good Morning Football is a
3: production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
4: if you had a resolution to watch more football in the new year, we have huge news. It dropped last night. The schedule for the season finale Saturday has been announced. It starts with Chiefs Raiders at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. That game will decide the one seed or could decide the one seed in the AFC. And then at 8.15 at night Winner takes home the AFC South crown in a spot in the playoffs. It's Titans, it's Jaguars. That's a Week 18 Saturday doubleheader on ESPN ABC with all games streaming on NFL Plus, of course. And the rest of the Week 18 schedule will be announced tonight. Happy New Year! Welcome <laughs> to Good Morning Football. It's the first time we've seen you since 2023 kicked off. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Yes. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Sean O'Hara in. A happy Sean O'Hara, I would think, filling in for Kyle Brandt this morning. Yeah. Okay, let's get you covered what happened last night. Time for the lead block. Lead oh, block. Jason, what do you got? Let's get to some football. Steelers taking
5: on the Ravens. A little bit of a division rival taking place. where Lamar Jackson missing his fourth straight game with the knee. The Steelers keep their playoff hopes alive, winning 16-13 to against the Ravens. Let's see what Mike Tomlin had to say about the Steelers fighting back and staying
1: alive. There gonna be challenges. You're gonna be up against it. It's not about what happens to you, it's how you respond to it. We're a group that stays solid in spite of circumstance. As long as we keep bringing that stay solid mentality, you know, it's in front of us. Can't say enough about our young Cube. He smiles in the face of it. He's always ready to be that guy in the moments that we need him to be that guy. And it's just good to see the young guy. We march forward.
4: Steelers marching forward with their cube. It's an interesting reference. Never heard that one before. Let's take a look at the AFC playoff picture. The Steelers alive with a huge Monday night matchup in tow. Baltimore falls to the sixth seed after that loss, but they still have a shot at the AFC North title if the Bengals can't clinch that tonight against the Bills in Buffalo. Pittsburgh has an 8-8 record now, and they are in the nine seed. But there is a path to the wild card. What needs to happen is the Steelers need a win against the Browns in Week 18. You also need a Patriots loss to the Bills and a Dolphins loss to the Jets. It It could very well happen. And if that happens... The black and gold are once again in the postseason, a sight that are all too familiar for the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers. And again, that 500 season plus is still attainable for Mike Tomlin. So, Jay, what do you think about that Steelers? staying in the after one more week in the books.
5: Kenny Pickett, the rookie quarterback, he gets in. We started with Mitch Trubisky, but we kind of all knew at some point it was going to become the Kenny Pickett show. And he gets in the game, and there's something about him in fourth quarter, and you heard Mike Tomlin say he smiles in the face of adversity. This guy has a no problem with the moment and you look at that last drive him putting the Steelers ahead it was so impressive And his offensive lineman Kevin Dodson said I think he's used to the big games he's kind of at home in it and that's what you want from your young quarterback because there's something I like to call the it factor some guys have it some guys don't doesn't matter experience you've done it before whatever year you're in you get in in a fourth quarter and you have to make a play it's the witching hour as Scott Hanson likes to say when the fourth quarter rolls around Can you step up to the plate? Can you make the plays? And Kenny Pickett has shown that. The game versus the Raiders, he comes in, makes a last second drive to go put the Steelers ahead, they win the game. Last night it was more of the same. He was 10 of 21 for 108 yards throughout the game. Last drive, five of six, 60 yards, and a 10-yard touchdown to Najee Harris. Can you step up in those moments, make the plays to win? That gives so much faith throughout the team. I remember being on teams defensively, teams out there for the two-minute, you're like, heck, if we let them score, the game's over. And for those Pittsburgh Steelers, Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, when you're watching this young guy on the field and you're seeing him generate offense and drive the team down the field and be able to score, it's huge and it just builds momentum.
3: How many franchises have just been you know, completely rudderless at the quarterback position yes. for yeah. a decade? I look at Washington, like just trying the Colts. Ever since luck left, like oh, just the Jets, like we, we got a guy second overall. The league let the Steelers sit at the 20th pick overall and get their franchise guy after having Roethlisberger <laughs> yeah. for 20 years. Like, it's maddening if you're the rest of the AFC or if you're anyone saying, wait a second, they got a guy. Like this is supposed to be a rebuilding year. This is supposed to be a decade of them being at the bottom of the standings, and yet the AFC let the Steelers hang around. I can't say enough about the Steelers team. How impressed I am. How young they are on offense. You're talking about. George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Sims. These are all young guys, and it's like we're going into Baltimore against that Baltimore defense, and we need it most. Pickett is able to sit in the pocket and just be able to dissect it and get the touchdown they need. But it's not just this week. You mentioned the Raiders game. This is a young Steelers team. They go on the road the last four games, talking a win at Indianapolis when (laughs) Indianapolis was still very relevant and in the thick of things. Into the Atlanta Falcons building when they were still very much in it and in the thick of things. Into Carolina when they were still in the mix of it. They held Carolina on defense. When Carolina's running all over everybody, they couldn't run on them. And then yesterday, those are four teams that were fighting for playoff spots. And this young Steelers team, I can't say enough about the job Tomlin's doing, about the veterans on D, of course. But I want to give it up to the young guys because that's not easy to go on the road and be that team and to impose your will. I love the Steelers team. And you know what? If they make the playoffs and you laid out their scenario, this is different than last year where it was like they came limping in and it was Ben going into Kansas City. And you're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe there's a shot that they get some funky thing. I don't want to face the Steelers team. (laughs) They're red hot and they're getting confidence. And they don't lose games when they're close. I kind of like the Steelers team. And of all these AFC wildcard hopefuls, Patriots, Dolphins, you name it. This is a team I would least want to face because they're only getting better and better every week.
6: Yeah, no doubt about it. And on the other side, you got T.J. Watts. so nobody wants to face yeah. him in a playoffs here. So they're getting healthy at the right time. And that momentum is a huge thing. You know, for the second week in a row, Kenny Pickett put this team on his right shoulder and his legs and said, look, I- I'm going to lead us back to victory. And I think that moxie is a direct reflection of Mike Tomlin. And when you look at these young guys as you're calling him, Shreds. That catch was like, insane. It, yeah. that, that was sick. I mean, he's levitating. He was horizontal <laughs> oh, yeah. on that Each one. third down. Even the touchdown throw to Najee Harris, he had to kind of ad-lib a little bit. So, I think when you look at not just Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris as well, another young player, you're seeing the Steelers, this is their new dynasty. Like, yeah. this is their new franchise. It's the young Pickett. It's Najee Harris. He, he didn't have a 100-yard rushing all season. That was his first 100-yard rushing game and also the big catch for the touchdown they're coming of age at all the right time, just yeah. like Mike Tee said last week. You're all grown up. The Steelers team is growing up before everybody's eyes, and to your point, yeah, nobody wants to face them right now.
4: Listen, let's also just say something funky is going on with the Ravens right now. They've had a weird couple of weeks, a ton of injuries, but they're in. They're in the playoffs. What I was most disappointed by when I woke up this morning was this line that we had in our packet about the playoff-clinching scenarios, which is, the Steelers do not control their own playoff destiny, because I wish they did. I wish they were able to just win out and take care of their own business. I hate the fact that they have to rely on other teams to get in, because to everyone's point at the table this morning, that's a team that you want to see in the playoff. If you are a lover of great football, if you want to see a guy like Kenny Pickett shine in the right moments, you wish the Steelers had their own destiny. They had to take care of a lot of business earlier this season that they just couldn't get done. But a couple of those drives last night, we just saw it. I Frankly, I don't think you can see it enough in terms of Kenny Pickett's play today. And Chris Collinsworth finally nailed it on that final touchdown pass to to Najee Harris. I'm watching that drive, and I'm like, God, this is reminding me. And he goes, Chris Collinsworth said, You know, if Patrick Mahomes made this play, we'd put him in the Hall of Fame right now. And, like, thank you. I was trying to find what he looked like the body language, the rolling out, the finding guys in the middle of the field. It was like Mahomes to Kelsey. He's making, I think, players in moments look better than they actually are. I'm not saying his receivers aren't talented. I'm just saying he's making them shine. He's putting balls in the right place. He's running the offense in a way. Plus, you're putting balls in the middle of the field, and he's getting the line up. He's getting everybody calm, but moving efficiently. Looks like a veteran quarterback. It's like in college basketball, like they become freshmen, become sophomores in January when they start conference play. That's what I'm seeing out of Kenny Pickett. right now. the Cube, got a nickname. The Cube, no, you made it. I know, right? (laughs) Hey, let's welcome in our NFL Network insider Ian Rapport. Now that we've shined a light on Kenny Pickett from Sunday Night Football. we've got our eyes at a couple of quarterback situations heading into week 18. What can you tell us? Let's start with a guy that we're still waiting to see down the stretch return in Jalen Hurts.
7: Well, Jalen Hurts obviously did not play the last two games for the Philadelphia Eagles. Gardner Minshew playing two losses, and now the Eagles still really have something to play for this coming week, a bye, a number one seed, all of that, and they do believe that Jalen Hurts, their starting quarterback, will be healthy enough to play in that game, which is a very good sign. He was back at practice this week, was there Thursday, was there Friday, was throwing it around, didn't quite get there just for health and safety reasons to be able to play this past week, and didn't want him to land on his shoulder, which has an SC joint sprain, but is expected to be available week 18. That is a very good sign for the Eagles. Meanwhile, for the Miami Dolphins, there's a lot of flux here at the quarterback position, and obviously they ended yesterday's game with Skylar Thompson in at quarterback. Here is where they stand. Teddy Bridgewater, it is believed, has a dislocated pinky on his throwing hand. He's getting imaging today. They hope it is not broken, but obviously the scans will show more. Going to get more detail there and just see whether or not he will be able to play. Tried to go back in the game. Yesterday, wasn't able to do it. So we will see today. Meanwhile, starter Tua Tagovailoa. Still in the NFL's concussion protocol. They're taking it day-by-day. Day. No word yet on his availability or how he is progressing. We just know that he is currently in the protocol.
4: Oof, That is tough news with Alton Dolphins. Ian, we thank you so much. We got the
6: Birds taking on the Saints. All you got to do is win, and you get the T-shirt and the hat. You get the division, clinch the number one seed. But no, the Birds can't get it done. The Eagles fans can't believe it.
4: All right, NFC South. Panthers walked into the day with a chance, but then they went up against Tom Brady. Brady finishes the day with three touchdowns, a rushing touchdown. Okay, Brady, Buccaneers win this one 30-24. to 24. They win the NFC South. Panthers are eliminated.
5: Giants win, and they're in for the first time in 2016. Can they do it? Giants win 38-10. to
3: 10. Packers roll 41-17. to 17. The talk all week was that Jair Alexander... Shouldn't be talking about Justin Jefferson the way he did. Jair Alexander, in the locker room after the game, was asked about it, and he had some thoughts. Take a listen. Like I said, I've been ready all week for this matchup. I've been ready since the first
7: week. When you prepare, it's like you over-prepare. It's like, all right, man, I'm just ready to play. A lot of times, you see him doing the gritty, it was my turn.
4: Yeah, talk your talk, Jair Alexander. You took care of business after talking about it all week long all right the vikings all right here's what we're looking at the seventh seed in the nfc is still up in the air the packers control their own destiny yes the team that we we a lot of people wrote off not we uh by thanksgiving if they beat the lions at home this weekend they're in the vikings have a 12 and 4 record but each of those four losses have been brutal they have suffered them and suffered capital s What do we learn about the Vikings or the Packers on Sunday? Peter, what do you want to go with?
3: Let's talk about the Packers. Please do. Okay, because they were four and eight (laughs) and they were dead, and everybody. It could have just put them to sleep with a win at some point, and yet they win one game, they go on their bye, and they just rattle off victory after victory after victory, and every team that they've needed to lose has suddenly gone ice cold and has <laughs> lost. I'm um, looking at you, Washington. I'm looking at you, Detroit, who had a chance to beat Carolina last week. I'm looking at you, Seattle, who lost all the month of December until yesterday's win, and as everyone else ruled them dead, Aaron Rodgers was saying out loud, we need a few things to happen, and we need to take care of our business and yesterday I thought Rodgers with that Cheshire Green, he always has addressed the haters pretty well in the post game Take a listen.
8: We're becoming a more dangerous team and I you know we've all seen some of the uh, commentary outside as we went from four and eight to five and eight
5: to six and eight and nobody's worried about the Packers and blah 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 blah. Now what are you going to say?
3: <laughs> oh he's so salty man. I'm like <laughs> You could have your Seahawks or Lions storyline and they'd both be great. Give me the freaking Packers in the playoffs at this point. Let's go. Let's shake this thing up. Packers. This is the story. You you guys could have put them to sleep. You could have put them down. There was a lot of chances for them to be eliminated. And yet here we are. Four straight wins and they find a way. And it's not just Rodgers dancing all over finding Lazard. It's Special teams. Rich Passaccia's unit's been incredible the last few weeks. Nixon with an amazing kickoff return to kickstart these things. And then it's the defense. I thought Joe Barry's defense was incredible yesterday. Opportunistic. And yeah, Jair Alexander, talk that talk. Call out our show. Call out Skip and Shannon. Do it all because I'm here for something in the NFC. As the Eagles fall apart at the end of the season, as the Niners' defense can't stop Stidham, as the Vikings are (coughs) the Vikings, and as all these other teams, it's like The Giants and the Packers, like, those are the two teams that are playing good football right now. If that's the NFC Championship game, I'll take it because That Packers team that's playing right now, they're playing with confidence, and they've got that nobody-believes-in-us factor that I kind of like.
5: Giants-Packers, NFC Championship game, but you're right. We sat around this table, the Packers were getting ready to play the Bears, and we swung around of, should they put Jordan Love in the game? And now where they are now just goes to show how they stuck together as a team, and when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, anything can happen. But the way the defense played yesterday is what we expected kind of all season long, and they got started early on because the Vikings block a punt early in This game and their first and goal, and the Packers stopped him. They forced him to kick a field goal. And when you see sequences like that, that gets it started, and that you gain momentum like that, even off a block punt when you don't let him in the end zone. And they created four takeaways in that game three interceptions off Kirk Cousins and a sack fumble. They were rolling, and I love Jair Alexander, not only because of his play, but because of the energy and the attitude in which he plays with. He was going at it head to head with Justin. Jefferson, yeah, there was safety help at times, but it was more about his attitude, the way he played them pushing him during an interception in his back. You saw that uh, on the Rudy Ford interception when they got to the sideline, getting right up in his face. The team builds off of that and they feed off of that and they know, hey, he says these things before the game. We have to match that energy and back our guy up. The way he plays and the attitude in which he plays with carries that defense a lot and it just energizes the entire team. So I love watching him play and the way he competes is more important than just his skill level. Yeah, that defense was unbelievable.
6: and look, The Minnesota Vikings look dysfunctional at times, They couldn't even get some snaps off Schlottman in yeah. the center where the Vikings had a rough day. That being said, the story of this is what the Packers have done. Four straight in a row. And it's not just Aaron Rodgers throwing for 400 yards and just shredding defenses. Th- this defense, this is exactly what they were hoping they were going to get mm-hmm. when they drafted all these young players, mm-hmm. when they when they re-signed Jair Alexander, when they got everybody healthy. Resigned Douglas. Douglas, Razul. I mean, he was huge. But most importantly, I feel like they've got that swagger back, mm-hmm. right? The discount double-check, that that swagger is back right now, and Aaron Rodgers is feeling it. This team is really dangerous right now, and it's because of that confidence and that momentum.
4: Yeah, Rodgers has a swag back because Kirk Cousins borrowed it unintentionally for the first 75% of the season, and now Rodgers is like, it's actually mine. It's Mm. originally mine. Four losses this year. 12 wins is cute. You know it's not cute? Being blown out in four losses. 139 to 50. That's the collective score for the Vikings in losses that they have suffered so far this season. Justin Jefferson, you want to step up to the plate and make a difference and make a case for yourself? You like all those chants at home calling Justin Jefferson MVP? Well, then do something with it on the road. I mean, you got shut down. You were on pre- press coverage. Hands on him, right? Totally disrupted Justin Jefferson. He looked uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, th- was that just Defensive an un-
5: scheme, m- Double teams, yep. hitting him early on. Yep. Not all Justin Jefferson, okay. but give give Green Bay a ton of credit. And Jair Alexander actually followed right. him I this game. My, my, which was different my from one early
3: regret on. with all this stuff. And Sean, I love that you're there and you're great. Kyle Brandt sat in that chair with a serious face, and you you must respect cousins. You must respect cousins. Cousins is look at the numbers. Cousins. And Kyle is, you know, and it goes viral, and there's a million retweets, and I love you, Kyle. Kyle's out today. I want him to sit and do that same spiel on Cousins today after that, because that's why that's people why. doubt Cousins. That's why. That's why. And, it, and just when you want to go all in, that's why. And I know the third center was in, and there's all this stuff in the yeah. Packers going to nope. do, but, like... There's a reason people doubt Kirk Cousins, because you don't lose 41-17 to 17 when everyone's saying it's a big yeah, Rodgers was, was down
4: and out with a lot of guys, injuries all season long, and look where, look where he gets his team. Some guys have it. All right, coming and up. Kyle's
6: asleep on the couch like the guy you brought home oh, for Thanksgiving.
4: Oh, exactly. Kyle, you just got called out. I got called out, bro. Get, get back here, Kyle Brandt. Got the retweets, yeah. though.
1: <laughs> here comes his hate tweet. <laughs>
4: Good morning, All right, Denver, Kansas City, 27 24. Chiefs win.
3: Niners versus Raiders. The Niners escape Vegas, but not before Jarrett Stidham made that Derek Carr situation very interesting. Ah, Carr was in the garage.
6: How about the Seahawks and the Jets? Robert Sala has just been eliminated, and Jets fans, they got eliminated by Geno Smith. That's a gift that keeps on giving all year long to Seattle. Teddy
5: Bridgewater filling in for Tua Bailoa, Mac Jones, both guys fighting for their playoff hopes. Bill Belichick, Mike McDaniel. Bill gets the victory, getting it done. Patriots now in the playoffs. Dolphins have struggled. Let's see what Bill Belichick and Mike McDaniel had to say after the game.
7: It's a good feeling it's been a while since we beat them so it's definitely good to finally get on the right side of that ledger
5: yeah definitely didn't expect this It's pretty frustrating got a lot of guys laying it on the line and you want to get the results you, you feel like the team deserves and um should get and you come up short that's kind of the nature of football when you make critical mistakes
4: all right, here's a look at the updated AFC playoff picture. With that win over the Dolphins yesterday, the Patriots now sit in the seventh spot. With a win in Week 18 against the Bills, that game in Buffalo, they will clinch the wild card. So they do have their own destiny in their hands, but kind of, it's a tough road, to say the least. Patriots win over the Dolphins. Miami's suffering a lot of injuries down the stretch. What stood out most to you guys, Jay.
5: Patriots defense. I mean, all season long from training camp on, we talked about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and the offensive walls. Is it Bailey Zappi? Is it Mac Jones? The defense just has continued to step up all season long. Their seventh defensive touchdown yesterday when Kyle Duggar had the pick six. Josh Uche, Judon have been all over the place, sacking the quarterback. Uh, Jonathan Jones had an interception. Devin McCourty should have had one that hit him right in the chest. These guys have played well, and they've gotten it done all season long there's the most touchdown scored on the defense in franchise history four straight games with a defensive touchdown it's so impressive they're finding a way to get it done not only on that side special teams as well but look at this 111 points scored off of takeaways most in the nfl by the new england patriots This season, for some reason, Bill Belichick, his staff, they always find a way to win football games. And even the games they've lost, they've been in it and they found ways to slow other teams' offenses down. You saw yesterday, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill both had 50-something yards receiving and were non-factors in that game.
3: Yeah. What happened to the Dolphins this season? You know, they they were eight and three. I wonder if like the Cowboys, just this is an all-time collapse, and yet we're looking at like, well, they're all injured, right? But they're eight and three. Now they're eight and eight, and they're fighting for their playoff lives. They need a lot of. Things to happen. I look at the Dolphins' season. This is a shame. This is not how you want to start. Now, look. I was as surprised as anybody. At 11:29 a.m., I get a, an alert on my phone. Armstead's out. Xavier Howard's out. Bradley Chubb's out. I'm like, this is for the season. Like, oh, and they were all injured. Like, I don't know what to tell you, injuries happened, But they were down to their fourth and fifth offensive tackles. They had all their defensive backfield like, just completely littered with injury. And yet they were in it. They were in it. They were in it. They were in it. They're up 14-7, but. Gosh, what a lost season for the Miami Dolphins, and it's what could have been. I don't know. I don't want to be too harsh on them. You deal with concussions, three from your your quarterback, and then you go out and Teddy has to leave the game with what looks like a pinky injury now. Skylar Thompson in a big spot again. That's not how it's supposed to be in Week 17, but... Gosh, Dolphins fans, we feel you. Stuff like this shouldn't be happening in Week 17. From 8-3 and three to, to right now probably missing the playoffs, all credit to the Patriots for getting the job done. But, like, that's an all-time collapse oh. from the Dolphins fans. And for them to not even make the playoffs this season, I feel you, Miami fans.
6: Yeah, it's been a wild ride for Dolphins fans this entire season. Like, before the season started, everybody was like, well, can Tua, can he make the most out of mm-hmm. you know, Tyreek Hill? Can he do what Mahomes did? And then all of a sudden, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing. actually better right now with, with, with Tua than they were with Mahomes, Tyreek Hill and Waddle. And then all of a sudden, everything just came crashing down. I look at the Patriots and I look at Mac Jones, and it's like when I would help my son work with math. It's like teaching him how to multiply, teach him long division. And it's like all of a sudden, once he figures it out, deciphers the code, it's like, all right, light bulb goes on. To me, that was Mac Jones on third down in this game. Third down is its own little entity in football. We talk about game situation, situations, that third down, defenses are different, different tendencies, different coverages. And yet Mac Jones on third down every single time delivered it was a, it was a lob a touch pass all of those plays on third down is what kept them on the field and that in itself is it's good to see a young quarterback finally figuring out how to decipher the code and to me Mac Jones did that on third down.
4: hey we've got you covered over the next couple hours we're going to get to every highlight every team all of the playoff implications and we're going to talk Jalen Hurts too and what the Eagles are going to do in the final week of the season.
8: Sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Good morning, football.
4: I know the AFC, we're talking buys and home field advantage, but man, if the Eagles let this one slip away, it would be such an interesting way that their season goes down. Let's hang in the NFC. Let's take a look at their NFC playoff picture with one week to go. Eagles still at the top, but things are getting real dicey on the left side of the screen. After losing to the Saints, the door is now open. Three teams have a shot at the one seed, a bye, and home field advantage. That is such a heavy gift to have in January for Philadelphia. All they need is a win against the Giants in Week 18, right, Sean? That's all they need, and they've got it. If they lose, though, the 49ers, they just need a win against the Cardinals, and they would jump from 3-1 to and get the one seed. Cowboys still have a shot, too. They have to beat the Commanders and hope that both the Eagles and the 49ers lose. The name that you do not hear in that conversation is the Minnesota Vikings. All right, what a difference a couple of weeks can make for the Eagles. Jay, what do you make of the situation that they are in right now? Is it quarterback? Is it team? Is it just they kind of fluking at the right time, strong time?
5: It's quarterback, Quarterback. and I think, you know, sometimes you have that girlfriend that you take advantage of, and she says to you, you take for granted, I'll say that. (laughs) You take for, take for granted. And she good says cleanup. to you, she says you I'm, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is one of the most valuable players in the NFL. And mm-hmm. when he was out there, and I'm not saying Eagles fans or Eagles players or organization, they know what they have in Jalen Hurts. When we heard Micah Parsons said, hey, it's more of the system. And guys around have said, well, they have the best offensive line in football. Well, the rushing attack is very good. Well, they're at the top of takeaways on defense. No, Jalen Hurts is that good. And we've seen over the past two weeks, without him in the lineup, it hurts them. You saw it a lot yesterday. Gardner Mishu a really good backup quarterback, and has played admirably in Jalen Hurts' absence. But they're a different football team, a different offense with Jalen Hurts out there leading the way. And it's the way he does it, the way he goes about his business, the way he works, the confidence that he pushes and the energy he pushes throughout the team. So not having him out there is huge. So you look at this Eagles football team, of course there's a level of concern. You look at other teams, we talk about Patrick Mahomes, possible MVP. Joe Burrow, possible MVP. Josh Allen, all these guys' names have been mentioned. You take them off their football teams, they're not the same offense. They're going to struggle as well. So Philadelphia, over the last two weeks, they've lost these games, and you would expect that. When you lose Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, you're just not going to take off and say, oh, everybody's going to step up, and they're going to still win games, and they're going to clinch the division, and they're going to clinch the number one seat. It's going to be tough, but I will say their defense still played really well yesterday, only giving up 13 points in that game, that's winning football. If you can do that late in the season, going into the playoffs, you give yourself a chance to win those games. So the defense is still playing well. They just need to get Jalen Hurts back. He needs to be healthy. If he's healthy and I'm an Eagles fan, I still feel confident in my team that we can go into the playoffs and win football. You know, everyone
3: playoffs. said Jalen Hurts lost the MVP when he went down with the injury. I think his in, his uh, MVP odds actually should be much higher today. You see yes. the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. And as much as we love Minshew, he's a backup quarterback and Jalen Hurts is a starter. My takeaway on the Eagles is it's a long season. They added a week to the season. It's now an 18-week season. Five weeks ago, no one was touching the Eagles. But injuries happen, and we're not done with the regular season yet. That's how long the season is right now, and the Eagles could have had five weeks rest for Jalen Hurts. They could have. If they had just taken care of business one of these last two weeks, they don't have to play him next week. And then you get the bye week, and then you get a home playoff game, then you get another home playoff game. Now they got to rush Jalen Hurts back. He's got to play next week. Like, they need him to win. And I don't know if the Giants are going to play their starters. I know Dayball said they were, but I just know how these games go. Maybe they roll out the starters and then the second quarter. They don't, and they rest everybody, and they say, let's prepare for the playoffs. But I don't think the Giants are that type of team that's just going to lay down anyway. Like, right. even if it's the Giants' backups, they're going to fight hard. And, I, you know, I, Lane Johnson, Jalen Hurts, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yesterday, Josh Sweat goes down. It's a long season. You don't win Super Bowls in November. You win them in February, and the Eagles are not the healthiest team right now. They need to get right. And I just think the season went a wrong way for them right now. And I don't know if they're still the top dogs in the NFC. I genuinely don't, even if they secure the bye.
6: It feels like bizarro world right now, the way we're talking about the Eagles. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it was just a couple of weeks ago that they throttled the Giants in MetLife Stadium. And they looked like they were in a totally different class. Uh, it's definitely bizarre world. You guys got me doing Eagles highlights here on, <laughs> on, on a Monday morning. and. Yet the Giants are the ones that have already clinched their playoff spot and, and we already know where they're at. And we're still, we don't know yet. We're still TBD on the best team in the NFC all season long. They they could fall from the number one seed. I mean, they could still win the division, but fall out of that. It's, it's really mind boggling when you think about where the Eagles are. And And yet, with all of this noise around him, I I, I don't have any concerns about how good this team can be. Jalen Hurts is coming back. He's not out for the season. Look, Gardner Minshew, look, people have different expectations when the backup quarterback comes in. They're like, hey, it should act as if the offense is still running. No, that's so hard to do. And I'll say this, I don't put it all on Gardner Minshew. Look, Nick Sirianni, you got to wear some of this, too, because what happened to this number one-ranked rushing offense that we saw from the Eagles? They were the most balanced offense all all season long, and yet they had nine rushing yards in the first half. Uh, This can't happen. Look, when Jalen Hurts is out, it's, okay, we've got to rely on the run game. We've got to stay physical. You know who else was out? Lane Johnson, your all-pro right tackle, who hadn't given up a sack or a quarterback hit all season long. And now Jack Driscoll's being taken to task, and you got Gardner Minshew throwing the ball 30 times in this game. So I, I think when when something like that happens, you've got to say, all right, listen, we got to put our best foot forward offensively. I don't put this all on Gardner Minshew. Look, The Eagles are still one of the most physical teams defensively. I mean, they're getting after people. I mean, what they're doing right now, they lead the league in sacks right now. They're getting after quarterbacks. But I feel like this offense is still very balanced, still very physical. And when Jalen comes back, they're going to get back to doing what they did best. And for Eagles fans, I don't think they have any – Worry for they concern have about
3: reason, but they do have worry. That's yeah. the thing. they do. And which
6: Jalen Hurts is will help them that, that's in the age of red right now, yeah. right? Like yeah. everybody's looking for you know something to calm themselves down. Yeah. Uh, but for Eagles fans, you'll be all right.
4: Eagles okay. fans are some of the most loyal in the NFL, and they are married to their team better than most, I think. In sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer. Your offensive line, it's sick a little bit and it's limping a little bit. Lane Johnson. We know we talked Jalen Hurts' injury, and Kyle said last week, like words that concern me are pectoral or. A.C. joint uh, bad injuries down the stretch. SC the injury. S.C. injury. Okay, bad down the stretch for the Eagles. On Thursday, Sean, I, I called out your name when I said the Eagles have to zip up their line, and they did not against the Saints. Mm, Six sacks. Six sacks. It wasn't like he was taken down one time. Half a dozen times. And frankly, the Saints... They got a lead, and they only had to pressure Gardner Minshew 12 times, and they got him six times. I know it's not just a Minshew problem, but to me, this late in the season – Teams are going to lean into, wow, look at look at how the Saints got after him. Saints weren't playing for much, and this is what they were able to do against the Eagles six times. I'm sorry, that's a problem. It, I don't care who it is. Jalen Hurts, it's not like he's getting the ball. I know he has escapability a little bit more than Gardner Minshew, but if a team as good of a defensive line as the Saints had, Cam Jordan looked fantastic. If they can get after and get your quarterback six times, even get your hand on him, that does not bode well for January. You don't want your quarterback on his feet that much and with a bum shoulder, too. Yeah,
5: so tough for that Eagles team. Like we mentioned, Sirianni. Jalen Hurts and Gardner Mitchell are two totally different types of quarterbacks. So when you design an offense all offseason, all season long for a guy like Jalen Hurts, and now you put Minshew in, you talked about the running game. Jalen Hurts is such a threat to run the ball that when he's doing a gun read and as a defense. Yeah, you're not biting on any You're not biting on any We're We're not worried about Gardner keeping the ball. So... When Jalen Hurts gets healthy, and I like the fact that he's playing in this last game because he'll get a chance to knock some of the rust know, off going into the playoffs. Not have to, yeah. but I want him to play. Okay. Even if they can go in there, win the game, command it. But to your point, if he could have gotten in and gotten out knowing that they didn't need that game, would have been a better feeling. But I like the fact that he's coming back and getting a chance to play and it's not five weeks off and then throwing him out there to the wolves.
4: Still a lot to cover on Good Morning Football this morning. Brady and the Buccaneers. we got to talk, Tom Brady. They secure the NFC South for a second straight season is Tampa Bay. Oh, no. Getting hot at just the right time.
2: You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it any time or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval
0: not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.
2: All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on Easy Mode at AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. This is Holly
9: Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Let's go places.